0: enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode and we are talking about taking action with your art but before we get on to that we just want to say a big thank you to our latest Kofi supporters because you know it really does help us to keep this podcast going and we're going to thank each of you personally at the end of the show yeah we really appreciate
1: the support not only does it help us towards the cost of running kicking the Creatives, that lets us keep doing what we
0: do but it also shows that you like what we're doing so a big thank you from both of us and we also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work for the challenges with us on social media um joe brown she's always amazing she seems oh, to she do is. yeah isn't she she seems to do a bit of everything i think um I've been really enjoying her drawings for the Kick Urban Sketching Challenge. Um, but she's also been doing the Portrait July. There always seems to be, I don't know, a certain Joe Brownness to them, if you know what I mean. They're kind of instantly recognizable as hers. And I, I do love her stuff. Um, who else? Heather Lynn Baskin. She did an amazing painting for Portrait July and it was this kind of um it was a woman in a in a red dress and it was really striking. I don't know if you saw that. Don't remember that one no. No, it was really lovely. Um Imaginings by Karen. She's been doing some lovely drawings for the Kick Urban Sketching Challenge. Some of them have been quite gritty looking. I've been really enjoying those. So but as always, there's so many. I mean I could list, you know. Uh, A scroll of names, you know, if I had the time to read them out, but of course I can't. What about you, Tara?
1: I've loved, yeah, I've loved the work of art by Julie Turner. She's been doing some urban sketching, the street scenes, and she's Mm. just so good at these. She does them with pen and ink, and they're they're really loose, and then she puts watercolour on them. Love, love those. And then Margaret Gray yesterday actually posted a page of portraits She, she did in ink. And if you know Margaret, she does the most amazing ink drawings, and you always either hers because they're these little squares, and she's got she's just got fantastic shading. I have no patience for shading in ink, but she clearly has because she's a real master of that medium.
0: She really and is. Then, I love those little portraits. Are
1: fantastic. And then I've also got Doomsday Picnic. They sound a laugh, a minute, don't they? <laughs> Doomsday picnic. <laughs> That's like a real contrast, isn't it? Contradicts in terms. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, they did a fantastic Friday. It was a stylized woman. Uh, you know, we had that picture of the bald woman that was. all... Yes. she got kind of coloured lights mm, shining on her, pink and blue. But I think. She, yeah, but she'd done one where she'd got a sort of stylized long neck, quite a fashion style drawing. I, I really like that. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, love, I love the way love people
0: are t- interpreting the Face-tastic Fridays. Um, I think the, the more that challenge has gone on, the more you sort of see some really different ways. That, I think somebody the other day I saw on Instagram had done it out of like a bit like a matisse with cut-out paper, which I thought was clever. Just They yeah, just literally I... cut out the shapes. They didn't, it wasn't like a likeness of the face, but it was just very clever how they'd used the face as inspiration for, for this piece. It was brilliant. Was that just like a stripe? It was almost like a diagonal stripe down the middle, I saw one. Uh, yeah, well, they had and they'd done one sort of, you know, where the light hits the face. They'd sort of cut yeah. out the shape of that in right. that sort of colour. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Sandra, what is new with you?
1: And maybe you can actually explain, as well as telling what's new, why we're doing this podcast.
0: mm Okay, well, what's new with me? COVID is what's new with me. <laughs> At the moment, as you know, Tara, I haven't been very well. I'm still testing positive as we speak. Um, so I am definitely over the worst. And because you said, I pretty surprised you want to do this today. I might have to um, edit the odd um, sneezing or coughing fit out, I guess, or... Sniffs or whatever, but I'm used to doing that with you because you suffer terribly from hay fever, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm always sniffing. Yeah, so I'm dosed up. I'm all right. I'm feeling a lot better now. Um, but because I haven't been very well, I've done nothing new at all. In, well, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a lie, actually. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. I can't actually say this on the podcast because it relates to someone who might be listening. So I can't actually say something <laughs> like, I am sort of doing which I'll tell you later. Um, okay. And, but I am on my egg commission, and I'd, I had expected to sort of have finished the mid-layers by now and, and be onto the top layers, but the problem is because um, when I do my paintings, a lot of the underlayers are all earth colours, which is the same for this egg, but then I sort of work my ways from my darks to my lights. But because this egg is predominantly the base colour that I'm mixing is you know white and I'm mixing with other colours obviously to make it darker. But white is a really it takes forever to dry with oils. It's one of those yeah, pigments right. that just takes forever. So I'm having to leave leave um a long time between layers before I can paint the next one. So it's not actually taking me physically any longer to do, it's just taking me a lot longer to finish because I have to wait so long for the, for those layers to dry. So the person who actually um, asked me to do the commission, probably thinking, for goodness' sake, you know, how long is this going to take? But you know, it just takes as long as it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So it I'm want on that. Meal, does it? <clears throat> so. Yeah, and I'm on a, a fun, a bit of a fun project. I thought it might be a bit, a bit fun to do, um, which I can't talk about because in case oh, that person okay. <laughs> listening. <laughs> um. And yeah, what what brought this episode? Well, let's, I'll tell you about that in a minute. Let me ask what's new okay. with you first.
1: All right, well I, well, I was trying to think what's new with me and I'm actually kind of really happy with my art at the moment and it's not often you hear me say
0: that. It's amazing, it? I love it.
1: I, I don't know, it's like, no doubt, next, next time we have a podcast I'm going, oh, nothing's going right. <laughs> but, but at the moment it's like, you know when you have a few days yeah. and just everything you paint seems to work? Yes. I love it. Uh, And that's how I'm feeling at the moment. I'm I'm sure the next time I pick my paint, well, not my my sponge brush up, it won't (laughs) work. But uh, I'm really liking the way things are going. And, And one thing I've really enjoyed was I decided to do this competition that was on Twitter. And it was for NFT artists. Yeah. And I don't usually do competitions because... Basically, I don't like being told what to do. And in the competition, they're kind of telling you. Ooh. There's Usually some... Const- if it's a constraint-based competition. <coughs> and this one was... Someone else, one of the other artists on Twitter said, oh, she'd had a go at it. And she goes, oh, Tara, you should give this a go. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Because the brief was to have an olive background, to use a little bit of red, and to have some cheetah print... Or ch- use something relating to a cheetah, you know, like cat, big cat. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, olive. I, ne- I hardly ever use greens, as you know. No. And olive is just, I'm not sure that will work with the charcoal. So I thought, and I thought, Do you know, just have a go at it. So I did it. And I must admit, halfway through, it's, I don't know if you've ever been on a painting, and halfway through, it's
0: like, I can't make this work. Oh, this always. Every time I do a painting, I call that's what I call the skanky teenage stage, yeah.
1: Yeah, but it was just almost like, I don't know how I can pull this together because I knew I needed to bring other colours in it to give it a bit of punch, as mm. well as the ones they'd said. And it's like, this ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. And then... At the end, I just kept on managing to put extra little tweaks of colour in. And I thought, I really like
0: that. <laughs> so now, now you're going to go s- for your green phase.
1: <laughs> yeah, and well, no, I am actually going for my green phase. And so I put it, put it up as an FT and it sold within a day. Uh, it was actually supposed to be in competition. And the people who set the competition were going to buy so many of them, but it sold anyway. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to do some more like that. <clears throat> so I've been off doing some quite a few olive. Once, she's so weird. It's considering brilliant. I didn't, and the yeah, more you're doing
0: it, of course, the more they are just falling off your brush because now you're just—it's like almost effortless, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and it's just—I think as well when you do something like that, it brings a little bit of freshness to what you're doing, yeah. and also it's sent me off in another little kind of tangent because what I've realised now is because I had to add so many more colours because normally I'll do, so say, it's a blue one, I'll do a blue. And then I might add some more blues to it and a little bit of yellow. But it's mm. very much too colour based. Yes. If you know what I mean. So but these, because I had to add loads of touches to bring it to life, I've started to realise, you know what? Bring a little bit more colour in some of these. And I'm really liking how that's going as well.
0: No, it's so, lovely. Yeah. You're on a roll, I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite at the moment, but I think, I think a lot of that has just been because I've been feeling so pants. Do you know what the worst thing about having COVID is this time? We were talking no, about this no. earlier, that actually it's a much shorter version than last time because the first one I ever got was three weeks of being ill. This was just really a, like a week. But the worst thing is, you know, the price of everything has skyrocketed. Yeah. So I went shopping because we needed Not things you had like... COVID. No, 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 no. This oh. is no. This is the last time we went shopping. We needed things like toilet roll. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't been anywhere with COVID. Um, when we need toilet roll, we needed washing liquid. All those got sort of householdy stuff. Anyway, I was looking around. My jaw was on the floor because like everything has at least doubled in price. It's crazy. Anyway, so I got to the toilet roll, and I was thinking. Do I really need quilted toilet roll? <laughs> do you know what? I, I can do without that. I'm just going to buy the cheap stuff. So I, I, I bought the cheap toilet roll. And of course now my nose is really sore because I've, I've been basically blowing <laughs> so you on sandpaper. Bum my bum's really sore. <laughs> I've been blowing my nose on sandpaper for um, like the last couple of, well, few days. Tissues? Well, no, this is the thing. I, I couldn't go out and buy any, could I? Because oh, Paul had true. it as well, so we, he, t- he had to stay yeah. off work. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, what, anything else new with you, well, before we get on to what, no, why we... No, before we, we get on the price of toilet roll, no. <laughs> <laughs> not like us to divert, is it? No, not like
1: us to... Talk. And it, what, was the, what was the actual uh, moral of that story?
0: Don't skimp on toilet roll. Oh, right, okay. oh dear anyway okay so let's get on to today's episode you asked didn't you you know why we're why we're even talking about this yeah well first of all let me tell you what we mean by taking action with your art and and what we mean by that is when you find yourself a bit stuck somewhere you know how how to do something about it and make things happen and the Mm. idea for this episode came about when I was kind of having my own personal confidence crisis. Not like me, Tara. (laughs) You still are a little bit, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, I I sort of. I seem to have them from time to time. We, I think we all do, don't we? Um, Occasionally. But it was at the time when I was kind of experimenting with new ideas, but still I was kind of generally feeling a bit down on my art. It just kind of seems to be this normal ebb and flow of being an artist, isn't it? Where you kind of, one minute you're feeling good about things, and then you're thinking, oh, I don't know, where am I going, da-da-da, you know, this sort of thing. But um, so I was going through one of those stages, and then things just started to happen. And it it kind of told me that actually, you know, I I was doing all right. But, of course, me being me, I I did think it was some kind of message from the universe. But then, Tara, you you pointed out to me that maybe the things that happened happened because I took some action and made those things happen, which really, that is the truth of it. I entered um, the SWA exhibition at the Mal Gallery, which I'd never done before, and my painting got selected, Um, I'd put all of my art up onto a secondary site and shortly afterwards one of my paintings was featured in their May favourites and not long after that I then got a commission. Um, I was working a lot harder on my social media and off the back of that I got invited to be a guest on another podcast. Um, And all of those things happened at that point where I was feeling a little bit low and I'd kind of put that down to this message where of course Tara... much more level-headed than I am aren't you you were right it wasn't a message from the universe it was simply because I had previously actively even if unwittingly made those things happen and just as I'd started to feel flat they they all came to fruition so it just goes to show doesn't it you know you you do something and something might come of it if you don't do something then nothing's going to happen
1: And I think as well, you did all those things at once. So you applied for all those things around roughly the same time. Yeah. I mean, and so even if one hadn't come off, you'd have still made progress. And I think sometimes, I mean, I'm not saying you were lucky but it worked out really well because all those things came off. Yeah, they they? did, yeah. Which is really good. But obviously the more you do, the more likely that one of those things will come off. Um, So I think The first thing you need to look at is what you might need to take action on. Is there anything that you're really not happy with at the moment? So perhaps you feel like your art isn't improving. And if that's the case, you know, you need to start asking yourself, why isn't it improving? And one of the most likely answers is that you're not putting enough time into actively drawing or painting. I think we've all been there, we all get frustrated. Why isn't my work getting better? And you know, perhaps that's because you're only drawing or painting once a week or once a fortnight. So, what you need to do is put a set time amount to draw each day or every couple of days, and then stick with it. And then, I mean, that's probably better as well if you only put aside. You know, don't be unrealistic if you've got a full time job and kids. Don't say I'm going to do four hours a day. Say I'm going to do half an hour a day or a quarter of an hour a day. It's much better to have that consistent short amount of time rather than sort of trying to cram something in. And then another thing you can do is take part in challenges. Obviously, you know, we're a big fan of challenges. But what you can either do is take part in an existing one that's very specific to what you're trying to improve on. Or if there's not one that exists, start your own. But state it, state it publicly. Say, I am doing a challenge and this is what I'm doing. Because that helps hold you accountable as well.
0: Oh, it definitely does. And we've got no end of them on our website. Um, if you go to com, if you need to find a challenge, you'll find them there for sure. And you'll find five-minute ones, daily ones, weekly ones, you know. So yeah, I mean, as
1: well, with, with ours, you don't have to do just because we've got five-minute March, just because it's July, <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't do five-minute March,
0: if you know what I mean, does yeah. It?
1: You call it 5-Minute July.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're definitely open for anyone to interpret our challenges however you want, whatever works for you. Yeah, that's a good point. But practice, you know, like you say, practice is so, so important. Um, But also, again, you know, if you're not improving, even though you're practicing, are you putting enough time in for active learning? Um, You'll improve a lot more quickly if you combine that practice with, you know, reading tutorial books or watching tutorial videos on those things that you want to improve on but you do need to do both so make sure you're putting enough time into actively practicing as well as you know doing watching these videos and reading these books but you don't want to just be watching or just be practicing you need to do a bit of both really to, to improve more quickly and um, you can also, get guilty of the watching do you oh yeah you can get sucked into it and you almost feel don't you that if you're watching a tutorial video or you're reading a book on art, you almost feel like you've done it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Totally. But you, yeah, yeah. you feel like you, you're being creative by watching someone else be creative. And and actually, that's actually not true. If, you, if you're watching it, it doesn't mean to say you can do it. So you've got to try and do it as well. And also,
1: do you, do you not think when you watch one of the tutorial videos, say like someone's showing you this technique with watercolour where they show how you drop wet and wet in and it goes beautifully Ooh. and just you know dissolves lovely you, and you think oh okay i get that now and yes. you, you really don't get it at all until you've tried it because you'll try it and then it'll be this flowery mess won't it,
0: it? Uh, yeah i totally agree with what you're saying yeah you you feel yeah. like oh i've seen them do it well, I'll, i could do that
1: i get it yeah
0: But it's so not the case. You have to practice these things. They take practice. It's the reason that that person is good at that is because they have practiced it. But you could also take a course. Um, It might be a physical course where you actually go to a course locally perhaps or it might be an online course. Um, I know, Tara, you love an online course, don't you? Because you've done thousands and thousands of them. How useful have you found them? Uh, Mixed. Really. But um, do you think you'd be where you are at now with your art had you not done any of those courses? No. No, but I think what I do is I don't...
1: I'm I'm very bad, and I'm probably how we just talked, so don't listen to me. But what I do is watch a lot, <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> I don't do action on yeah. them all. But I tend to use them more <laughs> for inspiration. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. yeah. I have done some, like at Lewis Rosignol. I did all the exercises, which mm. is highly unusual for me. Because what I'll usually do is I'll watch a course and then I'll cherry pick something that I might want to try. And I won't, don't usually want to do it how they tell you either. Because <laughs> that would be too much doing someone what tells you, you know, doing what you're told. I don't like doing what I'm told. Do
0: you know? No, what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know. Yeah. So what about you, do you think courses have helped you? Um I haven't really done a lot of courses to be honest. I've done I've done um things where I've gone to workshops and they've been very very useful. But I suppose that's a similar thing, isn't it? It's a bit like yeah. a course in one day yeah. sort of thing. It depends, but you've got to be choosy of what, you know, what courses you're going to do. You want them to suit you. But yes, I do. I think it introduces you to new ways and um even if it's just to say, actually, yeah, this is what I do. I know at least I know now that I'm doing this right, and this is the right way for me. And it's you know, this person's doing exactly the same as I do, and this is what I want to achieve. Do you see what I mean? But yeah, I think courses are so useful, and and and, and especially introducing you to things that perhaps you wouldn't normally do. And you won't believe this, Tara. Yeah. Just well. recently, I downloaded. A course on um, collage. Can you believe that? Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I just thought, I well, don't you know what that really sounds fun. I, I, you know, I've said to you recently about I want to get more experimental in my sketchbook. Yeah. And uh, I want to start. I want to create a, a really interesting sketchbook with more elements in it than just sketches. I want to. I want to do other things as well. So um, I saw this course. I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. So now I'm I'm very much um looking when I go out as um oh I could I, oh I might pick up that leaflet. I, I might want to tear that up at some point and use really? it. Really? Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Have you done any
1: yet? I don't show, have, have you? No, I haven't because
0: I've I've not really been anywhere to tear anything. I've because I've had COVID, I haven't been anywhere. Um but no, I I think actually I find that quite fun because it's completely different than what I normally do on my canvases, which is realism painting obviously and um I've been looking to do something a bit different and yeah quite fancy that which yeah I knew you'd gasp at that (laughs) yeah is it
1: combining collage with drawing yes or is it pure oh okay yeah that makes more sense yeah yeah oh no because I think because you have been saying you've been a little bit of a rut at the moment haven't you so Yeah. yeah maybe that's what you need maybe you don't need to concentrate on the big work what is the big thing you're gonna do next maybe you just need to have fun
0: I think that's it I think I need some fun yeah definitely and
1: so another thing you might get frustrated by is that you're trying to learn a new medium and that's always so so tricky Mm. but when you can't get to grips with it that might be again because you're not putting in consistent time but it could be other things as well so the action could be like we said before join a challenge that's related to that medium and that could give you the real accountability you need Um, because i remember trying to learn how to paint i set myself this challenge i wanted to be able to paint loose watercolors without using pencil first so just straight in create a face and so i did what you were talking about before so i bought a book loads of people were recommending me that book by the woman i can't you know her name the loose watercolour one. Oh, Jean Haynes. Jean Haynes. So loads of people recommended her for, mm. for loose watercolours. I did a workshop and with her. I remember, mm. yeah. And I have to say, that did help, but I, like, you know, as you know, I don't like doing the ex- exercises, exactly as they say. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't want... I Ever the read rebellious it, and, Tara. Yeah, and then I applied that to what I was trying to do. Yeah. But also, I set myself a challenge just to create, a loose watercolor face without a drawing every day up until I felt like I'd got the feel of it. Yeah, basically, and um, it it just shows what time difference makes. Because I remember up until day ten. You mean what just difference the, time makes?
0: <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. Just, what did I say? You said what time
0: difference makes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what difference time makes? It's like up until day ten, it was just a complete disaster. Mm. Everything I was doing just looked like a mushy mess because I wanted that wet and wet loose feel, but I I couldn't control it yet. I didn't know what I was doing. And then as if by magic, the next day, I did this face and it's like, that's it. I mean, obviously it wasn't perfect, but it was so much better. So day 11 was so much better than day 10. It was just like worlds apart. Yeah. And I think that's also what you have to remember. Progress doesn't go in this beautifully upward line. Progress goes in this flat, 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 flat up and then flats again, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And then sometimes goes down.
1: Yeah, it does sometimes go down. But so when you put that consistent effort in, you also need to stick with that it's going to be pants for quite a while. Like 10 days, it was completely pants. Yeah. And then you go over that little hump and start getting there. And I say, and that was combining the book and then putting consistent time in.
0: Yeah, and it's so, you know, it's such a good idea what you're saying about joining a specific challenge for that. And, you know, if, say, for instance, you want to get used to a brush pen, like an ink, a Japanese brush pen, Inktober. Or we do ink, Inky April, don't we? I mean, the next one coming up is Inktober, isn't it? The external yeah. challenge. Um, or Aqua January if you want to do your watercolors, like like Tara said, you can just pick one and do it for whatever month you want, really. But it's um, I think the the thing about doing it when it's out is you'll get a lot of other people doing it as well, which I think helps, doesn't it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. But I think a lot of the challenges you can also bend mm. to what you want. So say for example, we've got Blooming Marvelous May, yeah, a challenge. <coughs> you and I both hate. <laughs> because <laughs> we don't like drawing yeah. like flowers but saying that me and you like drawing faces yeah. so what we could do is we could do a face and they've, they've always got a flower element within the vase so it could be a tattooed flower it could be a woman with a flower in her hair yeah. so what I'm saying is you can bend most things to what
0: you want them to be yeah definitely I mean god if we'd have only done challenges that suit us it would all be face challenges wouldn't it, it or would, still yeah. life or something yeah <laughs> Okay, so it might be that you're lacking some of the knowledge that could help propel you forward. And what you need to do there is apart from obviously what we mentioned earlier, which was to read tutorial books, watch videos, that kind of thing, you know, why not try and engage with other artists, you know, who perhaps do the type of art that you want to get into or need to improve on. Ask their advice. I mean, there's there's always going to be some artists um, who are going to be reluctant to share their knowledge. It, it is unfortunate um. But mainly, I think the majority of artists are very, very happy to share tips. And we certainly are, aren't we, Tara?
1: Yeah, it's I what mean, I, all wouldn't, about. I wouldn't reach out to someone who has like a million followers. No. Not because they wouldn't want to help you, but they probably get so many requests that they can't keep up with them all and can't see them. But if you if you reach out to someone who's on Instagram who's got, you know, less than 100,000 Quite a lot of them will take the time just to come back and answer a quick
0: question for you. or well, maybe just someone who's maybe one or two steps ahead of you. Yeah. Because, you know, they will very much remember where you're at and how it felt to need, you know, a bit of advice. So that's, that's what I think I would do. I'd go to someone just a step or two ahead and go, you know, just trying to nail this, you know, what am I missing? Is there? Any, have you got any tips? I love what you're doing, that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: and I guess they can understand where you are as well, so they can probably explain it in a lot simpler terms, can't they?
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, One thing you might find is that you're actually using the wrong equipment, and that can really stop you getting places. I mean, a classic is watercolour. If you try and learn watercolours using cheap paper, it's just going to be a disaster. Even an accomplished watercolourist would really struggle with a cheap paper. They'd be able to pull something off, but it would look way worse than usual. And you basically just end up fighting against it. I mean, I remember as a kid, obviously when you are a kid, you have no idea, this was a teenager, no idea what paper you should be using for watercolour. My parents didn't paint. And I remember, you remember those old pans of watercolours you'd get? Yeah, yeah but they were more kiddie ones so Ooh. of course they weren't very they weren't great colors but I remember painting those on cartridge paper and you're never going to get that far are you you're only going to get so far with trying to use those on yeah. cartridge paper because <clears throat> yeah. you're just going to get a massive well of water and it, oh, it's just gonna be a disaster it's almost like trying to run a race with both your legs tied together I'd, I'd put it out And that's actually the same with a lot of mediums. I remember people in our group having real trouble trying to make watercolour brush pens work. I don't know if you remember that. People say, they don't. I put them on the paper and then I put water on them and they just don't blend, they don't move. And that was because they were using a standard cartridge paper. It hadn't been treated or anything. And when you put it on some pavers, it smell more or less like blotting paper, and the water would just soak in and the ink would move. So I think in this case, the action for any of the problems with the medium would be to read up more about the medium, mm. seek out video tutorials, and also, like you just said, reach out to someone on social media and other
0: artists and ask them for advice. It's so funny, you should say, about the watercolour brushes, because, you know, um, I don't know if any, if anyone listened to, I think, the last episode, we were talking about... I'd accidentally ordered the wrong... Ah, uh, yes. Pro markers. <clears throat> for yeah. the Windsor & Newton Pro Marker brush pens. And I'd, I'd ordered the wrong type. I'd ordered the permanent ones rather than the watercolour ones. So I sent them back, and then I, I got the new, you know, I got the pr- correct ones, which are the water-soluble ones. Anyway, yeah. I thought, oh, great, now I know I've got the right ones. Went straight into my sketchbook. My sea-white sketchbook, this is. Oh, that should be right on those? Nope. Oh. They do not move. I put put it down, put some water on. Nothing. I was like, "Oh my! I can't believe it." I mean, this is a mixed media paper as well. It's not like yeah. you know, it's not like watercolor paper, obviously.
1: Do you know mine work fine on them on those?
0: Well, mine don't at all, and they are definitely oh. the watercolor ones. So I was like, "Oh for goodness sake!" I haven't tried it on the Canson XL yet, um, yeah. But and I'm I'm hoping that'll be all fine. But when I tried it on actual watercolor paper, they blended yeah. beautifully. Yeah, especially if so, you go for something smooth, or yeah, not or a HP. But yeah. I was annoyed because I thought, oh god, I wanted to use them in my sketchbook, and I don't really want to buy a sketchbook with which is, you know, proper watercolor paper because you always get about sixteen sheets in them, and that's it. So Do I'm going you know, hoping... to test going to test mine out actually on my
1: sea white afterwards because I'm sure I've used them in there before. Mm. Well, which sea white is it? It is definitely one with the treated paper and everything. Yeah,
0: it's a mixed media sea white paper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, strange, and it's what I use. I use to do the um, my cartoon drawings on.
1: Yeah, and I oh, use right. watercolor
0: on it, and it's fine. But it just How they odd. just don't they just don't move. They might as well just be ordinary felt tip pens.
1: Because I actually did a similar thing. Um, I bought a new mixed media pad because I couldn't get the ones that I normally had. You know, we were buying those Canon Hanson XL. Yeah, and I had this this other one that people on Amazon had got great reviews, and I thought, oh, well, I'll try one of those. Didn't even think about the fact that it might not blend. Didn't test it or anything. Did a little drawing on it with my, I can't remember if it's with the brush pens or the watercolour markers. And then got me water brush out, started doing, I go, it it doesn't move. It's like, oh no. I spent like, it's only a half an hour sketch or something. It's like, it doesn't move. That's that's a pointless, you know,
0: mixed media sketchbook. Well, I'm going to try gonna, it on the Cancer and Excel because, um, yeah, you Yeah, know, they should work on there. <clears throat> I hope, Hopefully they will. And my favourite,
1: well, trouble is that it's more loose leaf. You know you get the sketch pads and they're just with the gum at the top? Yeah. And, and you pull them off. But those Canson Imagine, I love those books. Yeah. Because they're really smooth, so they're really nice for that. But you won't want loose, will you?
0: I like, you know, it's like, I like a book. Yeah. I do like a book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe... Um, you are confident on the art you're producing, but you feel like you're not being seen or noticed. Um, this might be because perhaps you're not putting enough effort into social media, because, you know, that's the place really, isn't it, where you're going to get out there. Um, I think the action to take there is is to get on social media and to, to plan to actually post at least once a day. And it seems like a big deal, but it's really not. There's lots of really cool ways to share your art doesn't have to be anything fancy you don't have to do fancy posts and fancy reels and fancy stories I think I mean we recently did an entire episode on 31 ways to share your art so definitely check that one out if you need some ideas I think it helps if you allocate certain times specifically for posting Really, it's just to remind people that you're there at the end of the day. It isn't You want to encourage people to engage with you as well. And, you know, you want, to, you want to spend some time commenting on other people's posts as well. But you don't have to put tons of time into it. But I do think it's important to actually put yourself out there at least once a day. Don't you, Tara?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been making the mistake at the moment I've not been I've been posting on Instagram very regularly but I'm not going around and commenting much I always reply to anyone who responds you know put something on mine but I'm not doing what I should be doing and going around and you know talking to other people because I've been concentrating so much on a different platform but yeah it's definitely sort of trying to use that time a bit more wisely I mean some of the things you could do is you could allocate maybe a day or a half a day a week depending what time you have you know maybe a bit of your weekend or an evening or something and actually make a few videos take a few photos and uh, schedule that already And there's quite a lot of scheduling apps you can use so Facebook have got their own scheduling thing that you can use Um, I think there's an app for it but you can also do it on a you know web thingy mm. uh it's called creator studio and you can schedule in there your instagram and your facebook posts i don't think you can put reels on there but you can prepare reels and save them as drafts and then you can just post them later there are also lots of different apps i mean i use for kicking the creatives i use one called um oh god i've completely forgot what it's called uh, i can't remember what it's called i use another one for myself called social where you can schedule like LinkedIn, Twitter, you can schedule pretty much. Everything Are they free in there? Uh, no, you do normally have to pay a fee for them, but a lot of them will let you do so many posts for free. Yeah So yeah, I, I paid for these, and they were about I did them through a promotion. I got a lifetime for about 50 dollars. That's not bad. Which I thought was pretty good, yeah.
0: But I think it's a good idea what you were saying about maybe just taking a couple of hours on a Saturday just to literally go in to where your art is and even if you're standing there holding a painting and then you just take a photo and then you take another painting and, and take another photo and maybe four or five of those, then you've got four or five different posts or...
1: Yeah, and you can also don't just show them once because people don't necessarily see each of you post. So then Ooh. you might want to take some of yourself standing there, and you've got you're holding the picture, or then you might do a video where you start off really close in and then pull out. I've started to think I'm going to start doing some of those, so you can show the same picture multiple times.
0: Yeah, and in just post, ways.
1: post it. <clears throat> yeah, post it a different week or something. And I've I've noticed lately, especially some of the big people if you scroll back through their feeds you'll see over a month or two them repeating some of their stuff or very 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 similarly Mm. um other things if you've got a website maybe you're not driving traffic to it enough and maybe the action there is to regularly post links to your products in different places and explain what you love about the piece and what it means to you 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 could put those i guess you really need to find where your people are don't you
0: Yeah, it's finding that audience, isn't it? You know, tell people the story behind your art. People love that, don't they? You know, but even if you don't want to, I mean, not everyone wants a website, do they? No, it's It's, it's a bit
1: of a pain.
0: You know, you've got to build it, you've got to maintain it, you've got to update it. So, it's not everyone's cup of tea. But if you don't want a website, why not? Perhaps. Join a secondary site such as Etsy or maybe Artfinder or something similar, because then that takes a lot of the work out of it. Um, so that's your action. That's your action. You haven't yeah.
1: Done it, this is the problem. This is your
0: action. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe even a blog. I mean, a blog is is fun. I used to love having a blog. I've still got a blog. I don't post a great deal on it. It's sort of linked to my website, really. Um, if you don't share your art, no one's going to see it. At the end of the day. A blog is a really nice way to share your art, and it's much easier if you don't want to build a site. And the good thing is, you know, you can get a blog for free. Yeah, Blogspot is one of the free sites, and they're very, very easy to learn how to do. It doesn't; they're not sort of mind blowing like building a website. And there's very there was little or no cost involved. It's a really nice way for a beginner, I think, as well to um, share their progress. and i think the great thing about it is i remember i had a blogspot um blog when i very first started and uh i remember i, I had that for about a good 5 years or so before i i shut it down and i i built one alongside my website instead and um what was fun about it is looking at my first post compared to my last and the um, the improvement was so writing. good and i think as well because I had this blog and funny really because I remember thinking oh my gosh I remember the very first time I've just pressed the publish button on my blog so my blog was there it was like oh my gosh I I have this this blog oh everyone's gonna see it oh my goodness everyone's gonna see it and I need to put something on it of course it's not a case of if you build it they will come at all you know it took a long time for people to stumble across my blog and um And I was absolutely elated when people started commenting. It was really great. But because I I had it there, I felt accountable. I felt like I needed to post something on it. So I did a lot of art. And uh, so that's a a good way of improving as well. And sort of um, recording your improvement, I think.
1: Yeah, and if you don't like writing, there's no reason, if you're more of a talker, you can't just either record your voice And you put that alongside your picture. Or stand there with your painting and talk about it. Yeah. Just as a a little video post.
0: Yeah. yeah. But
1: if you feel like nothing has happened ages to move your art forward in the direction, you know, to get you sort of towards a career with art, maybe you're not throwing enough sticks in the air or taking enough risk. I mean, I remember the beginning of this year, I was a little bit frustrated because... I just wasn't selling any art and I could see people selling art and I'm thinking, my art is no worse or whatever than theirs or my art is as good as theirs. Why mm. aren't I selling? What am, mm. what am I doing wrong? And I really didn't know, but a lot of the problem is you don't know where your buyers are. And it's like chicken and egg thing, isn't it? How do you know where your buyers are if nobody's bought it because you don't know who likes it? That's when I started looking towards the NFTs, and obviously that isn't something for everyone, and not something we're going to talk about much. But it's just finding, maybe change direction a little bit, finding somewhere new to to find your target market for your art. I remember once in this group I was in, um, trying to find out who might like my art. This is be- I think it's before the NFTs. I can't remember, and. I said what sort of niche do you think I could sell to? And someone came back, and they all came up with a load of different answers, but one of them was something I'd never heard of. And it's like what it was something it was called something rather trash, and I know that sounds awful, <laughs> but what it was was something to do with the tattoo market and a style of tattoo drawing. But I went and looked at it and it's like, "Oh my god, that style is very much in the feel of my art. Yeah. So in the future, I mean, obviously I started doing the NFT, so I haven't really pursued that, but maybe I could market my art to those people because they might like it, the people who like that sort of tattoo art. Um, but I would never have known that had I not asked other people because I'd never have heard of it. But also you could enter a competition, like I said I did, you know, on the Twitter thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just got to be really careful because some of them really cost a lot of money, and you got to be careful. It's not just one of these what they call them vanity galleries where oh, they're trying yeah. to basically yeah. charge you money to to uh, show your art. But a lot of them cost sort of twenty five pounds ish, don't they? Thirty pound twenty a piece. Yeah. When I last looked, yeah. um, it actually always frustrates me. I think I've said this before that they charge you anything.
0: Yeah. That does me. I don't really understand. I, I guess there's some sort of admin involved in some of them, but, yeah.
1: But I figure a lot of these, they've got sponsors, and I don't understand why they do it, really. Mm. But there we go, so, just another tangent. But, yeah, so your action could be try asking other people who, who might know what the target market is for your art and maybe enter a competition.
0: Yeah, don't don't be afraid to ask big questions either. Would you be interested in showing my work in your gallery? Would I be able to hold an exhibition in your space? Um, it doesn't have to be a gallery. It could be a local pub or a cafe or something. What, you know? What's the worst that could happen? They can say no. Well, that's fine. Try somewhere else, you know. But why, why are we also always so scared of that no?
1: Because I, I hate talking to people in person like that if I've got to ask them a question. I, I don't know why we're so scared of it. Because it's, it's no big deal, is it?
0: No, it's it's not something you should take personally. Um, but it, it's hard not to, but at, at the end of the day, you've got to look... I think the secret there is looking at what's already there. Yeah. If somebody, say for instance... I mean, you've got to be a bit careful where you hang your art because obviously you don't want it to get damaged or stolen or something like that. Um, but I think, say for instance, you've got a, a restaurant, a nice restaurant in your local town... Say for someone like me, um, I've got some original paintings, or, or maybe with maybe I think it would be prints. I think I put up rather than original paintings, but I could I could say I've got some really nice um, wine paintings uh, or original prints. Original prints, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, can I hang them in in your in your restaurant? They would look amazing there because obviously it's very related to a restaurant, they've got something to pretty up their restaurant, you know, they're probably going to be delighted to have your art there. And, yeah. and it gives you an opportunity to get your stuff seen. You could have a little thing underneath saying, you know, uh, like a little price or whatever, and maybe the, you could offer the restaurant a percentage of any sales. You know I yeah, think it's just, it's just being careful cuz you don't want if you're if you're say your your art is um I don't know what what's the furthest thing to food related you are like
1: high end high end and high end you don't want to put your stuff in McDonald's so
0: yeah yeah exactly but also something like um a, I don't know, people who draw watercolour churches and steam trains. Yeah, Th- yeah That's yeah. not going to belong in a restaurant, is it? You've got to choose... Yeah. If you choose the right space, then it's even, even like in an art gallery. I mean, you'll find any art gallery tends to have a specific um, uh, genre in that particular gallery. Somebody, a, a gallery who has a lot of realism art isn't necessarily going to have a lot of, or if any, abstract art and vi- and the other way round, do you know what I mean? So... yeah by having an actual proper look at what you you know the place before you ask the question you're going to massively reduce the chance of it being a no anyway
1: yeah and it's also if you're if you want to sell your art and you're not really getting anywhere maybe you need to take action in different ways maybe you're not pushing your art enough so some of the action could be and i need to look at these because i know i don't is to remind people of upcoming dates like father's day the wedding season mother's day valentine's day all those sort of, sort of specific times when people will be looking for gifts and suggest that, that, that your work might be an appropriate gift for them. I'm not sure mine would be an appropriate gift <laughs> for both <laughs> of those, but yours definitely would be. Um, but, I mean, it would be if you are in the same right market saying that. If, if say, for example, I have some of the steampunk beer and, and you could find a steampunk Ooh. group, then, Ooh. yes, it would be a perfect. You know, this would be a great, you know anniversary present or, or
0: wedding about, you know a, wedding season I think is it's like now isn't it and I think so many people just you know they'll buy toasters and they'll buy everyone will buy something that is on the wedding list but actually imagine buying that person a, an original painting that there then is an heirloom for them isn't it it's something they yeah. can hand down to their children and, and we got this on our, as a wedding present and you know these This is what I I try and focus in on things like that. I'm like, have you thought of perhaps um, buying a limited edition print even? If not original. Yeah, because that that probably
1: brings it down to more of a a price level that more people could afford. Mm. Yeah. And I I do think one of the key problems with everything, and it's like me, I feel like I've now found a place where I can sell digital art, but now I'd like to know... I'd like to also sell my physical art. And mm. it might be the same place, but it's just finding that place. So maybe if, you, if you're you big already on... Maybe if LinkedIn and Twitter have been your places where you've been doing your social media, mm. you might mm. want to switch it to Instagram. Or if Instagram has been your place and you're not selling, maybe try LinkedIn and Twitter. Because remember, there are totally different people in, the, in different places. Like on Instagram, there are lots and lots of artists. So as well as, you know it's great for talking to people but an artist by art but is your buyer there is that the right sort of buyer there whereas linkedin you've got professional big business people twitter mm. you've got uh, probably writers you've got very techy people i say a lot of tech a lot of people are into crypto this i think so totally totally different markets in different places and you maybe just need to reach reach those certain set of people whether it's a Facebook group even a very specific Facebook group I'm not suggesting you spam them but you know just get chatting in those groups and then people tend to look who you are and have a nose at your profile.
0: Isn't it um, interesting that you struggle to find the place to sell your originals and yet you sell very easily your digitals as NFTs and I sell my originals but I can't sell an NFT. <laughs> yeah yeah, funny isn't I it? think
1: I think some of that is is again down to market, isn't mm. it? It's um, more probably, your market haven't yet got into the idea of buying digitals. Yeah yet. really I mean,
0: this, this sort of leads really well onto my next point, which was perhaps you're putting time into something that's just not right for you, you know, maybe. Yeah the action there is decide if you are actually flogging a dead horse because you can put a lot of time into something can't you and when and you really don't want to be wasting it for too long on something is just not going to work <clears throat> you know I Sometimes- think
1: that's a really tricky that one though isn't it because how do you know if you are flogging a dead horse or if if, if we're talking about the selling point mm. or if it's just that because a lot of times it's just you haven't found the right place to sell it.
0: Yeah, but then I suppose that's that's the point, isn't it? If you're not selling it on a specific platform. Ah, got you. I thought you meant like just
1: like okay, my my Steam trains aren't selling or whatever, you know.
0: No. Um, Say for instance, you're trying to sell NFTs on Twitter. Yeah, um, and you put a lot and an awful lot of time into it. Yeah. But, it just doesn't work well at some point you're gonna have to say how much more time am I gonna put into this platform trying to sell these my art as this right if if, yeah. if you are putting so much time into that remember if it's not working that's time that you could be looking at putting it into something that might well work so I yeah, suppose got you. I suppose if you're not sure just there comes a point where you've got to set a time limit and and push yeah. until that time limit has been reached and if nothing has changed then that's the time to make the decision right okay this isn't working I need to put this time in elsewhere you want to spend that wasted time creating work to sell on other platforms that will work for you but like you say it's finding where that platform is isn't it I think I think what you have to do is you just have to throw a lot of sticks in the air and concentrate on the ones that actually look like they're going to amount to something they're going to grow into something do you know what I mean
1: yeah, it's it's so tricky, isn't it, getting that balance because Mm-mm. like you say mm. I'd I'd really like to sell physical art and I think probably my answer is probably well people like my art on Twitter, so I just need to shout shout about physical art on Twitter. Yes. A little bit. Yeah when you know, that's probably my starting point. Okay, and then if my starting point doesn't work, then I need to think, Oh, okay, maybe it's LinkedIn or Yeah, you know, maybe it's in person somewhere or mm. you know, look at different avenues Mm. but yeah I mean one one thing I say that I did I was always convinced that eventually I would start selling art on Instagram and it never happened Mm. so you put you put a lot of time into that and I like Instagram because it's it's a a nice place to meet other artists yeah but but for all the time I put in I've never sold anything I've had inquiries but Mm. never actually got the sale that way Which is interesting how you can then switch platforms and then start selling.
0: Yeah, I think most of the things I've sold have been through Facebook. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've certainly not sold... Oh, no, that's a lie. I've probably sold a couple of things through Instagram. But I think generally I wonder whether that's more of a place where people just look at art rather than buy it. I don't know.
1: I think people do buy art. And I've actually heard from people that you will get people who have got hardly any followers... And, mm. But they are selling art, yeah. Which is, they're just very clever and very good at it, kind of yeah. thing. And they know that they know how. If someone says, "Oh, I love your art," whereas me and you go, oh, "Thank you so much." They, I've heard someone say, or they'll send say, "Oh, do you are want to buy it? For, <laughs> Well, they'll say, "Are you looking for a new piece for somewhere in particular?" Mm. They will, they will, they, or they might direct message them saying, "Oh, thank you so much for saying that about my art. Are you looking for something specifically?" for your house so they won't say would you like to buy it no they will get a conversation started and I'm yeah. pretty pants at that I, I yeah
0: I'd be I think I'd be the same as you I'd be a bit more reluctant to do yeah. that
1: I mean there are some people on Twitter I have to say in the NFT thing they're just so good at talking to people mm. and I'm just not that good at because I, I, I've always liked talking to very small groups yeah so you know if I went out with a group of people, I'd much rather it was like four or
0: less. Yeah.
1: Or if you're in a big group, you're with your four, you know, four people that you mainly talk to. Yeah, yeah. Rather than talking to masses, because you don't get to know people the same, do you? It's quite No. Goofy. Although some people are geniuses at it, but there we go. Yeah. 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 Anyway.
0: Shall we read out the answers for our previous question? Yeah, because I'm not sure my voice is going to last out much longer. Okay, <clears throat> well I've we... given you the long ones as usual. Oh no, um, I've, I've, <laughs> had, I've had so many coughing fits throughout this, haven't I? I've had to mute myself and uh, uh, have to edit. Right, them out. so
1: anyway, let me tell you what the question was, and that was if you could change your artist name to something else, what would it be and why? And I noticed yours actually. We we use this platform for recording the. Um, podcast and you put your name on there and this morning sandra's called herself Snotbag. <laughs> so i i think that should be your norm your new uh, art name How can you imagine <laughs> snotbag? bag do you know what when we were talking we were talking before we started this show and sandra was talking about the new art she's done with the bums and the so there's a realism aspect and then the the figure and i said oh you could always have a pseudonym so I think you got one now. It's
0: not bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God. yeah, I don't think I'd sell. I don't no, think that You would never sell. know. Mm, bump, maybe something maybe so. Maybe do. You,
1: maybe you have to mix up those letters and come up with some really interesting <laughs> name from it.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, an anagram or something.: Yeah. Mm. So who have you got then?
1: Oh, oh, sorry, it's me first, isn't it? So I've got Justified Life. She says, I can't imagine a better name for Justina than Justified Life. And it's got some dots in there as well. That's on uh, on Instagram.
0: I've got Steffi Toons. Steffi Toons and Philo Cat. Both already done. Both are separate identities. One can be whatever he wants. Shapeshift, be in costume and makes people laugh, uh, proud of himself that he could that he's an icon to many, storyteller for children, supports autism and those in need. His creator, Steffi Toons, is his idol. Therefore, he must make a funny appearance to keep her childhood alive. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Diablair
1: 1. No art. I'm sure I said that wrong. Already done it. A cobbly no is a Welsh legend, a goblin that knocks on the walls of mines. As a child, when I misbehaved, my mother would tell me that the cobwebino would take me away. (laughs) So I'd go hide and
0: draw. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. What a mean, Mum. Yeah. That's all I can say. Stuff of nightmares. (laughs) I've got uh, Mia, or Maya, I never know how to pronounce that name, uh, Castañeda. My current artist name is Little Miss Marikit, or Marikit, which means Little Miss Pretty in Filipino. I want to change it to Marikit Tala instead which means pretty star because it's, it's less teeny bopper and feels a bit more mature.
1: Are we like mature. We're very mature, aren't we? Oh, no,
0: definitely not. Mm.
1: Okay, I've got Margaret Gray, and she says, I use my name, which I think is best, although I always like my maiden name, which is Fitzgerald, but it's too long, so my married name it is.
0: I've got Ruth Fulton Lawson. I chose to do something I've wanted for many years. I'm using my given first and middle names, Ruth Naomi. My family name and my married name both hold many negative memories, but most important, they're memories of not being free to be the artistic soul that I've always been, even when that voice was stifled. Yeah, that's a good idea then.
1: I've got Avian Co. It's a kind of funny thing. I actually changed my
0: legal name to my artist name, Avian. That's quite good. Mm. Um, Andy W. Art. I use my nickname for social media and most artwork I do. I left my old life behind many years ago, and using Andy Will rather than my real name stops people I broke ties with from finding me. Ooh, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah,
1: sounds... I, I want to know what Andy Will's yeah. real name is. Now. I wonder
0: if, did you rob a bank? Are you on the yeah. run? Oh, God, I've got so many things going on in my head now. <laughs> um, I still do some architectural illustration under my real name because of my professional qualifications, but I keep off social media under that name. Ooh, uh, that really does sound, yeah. oh, I want to know now. I think now. he's a
1: spy, I think he's a spy. Yeah, I
0: bet he's yeah. a spy. Instantly you've become very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've got Rosalie D- Dooligal. Uh,
1: she says, I think I'd change it to a man's name maybe. Now that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I know authors do that sometimes, don't they? We're female authors.
0: Yeah, they do. Didn't,
1: um, oh, what's her Joanna. name? Joanna. Yes, not Joanna. No, Harry Potter woman, didn't she? Oh, J.K. Rowling, yeah, didn't she write? Um, you know, she wrote something different from Harry Potter, like a mystery kind of thriller thing. Didn't she write that under a man's name?
0: I don't know, but I, I know that there are a lot of um authors who decide if they are female artists, they decide to just go by their initials so that they're not, it doesn't nobody really knows whether they're I male like J.K. Or
1: Rowling, like you
0: just said, then yeah, yeah. and Joanna Penn. I think she uh is it J F Penn or something she uses. Oh uh, right. I don't yeah. know why I don't know maybe people don't maybe they maybe um people don't don't really think that women can write very dark thrilling yeah. things whereas you know I can imagine that yeah. Mm. I, if I you don't, don't if they not. don't know they don't know.
1: No. Okay. Uh, uh, oh no that's yours. Next one. Is it is it Michaels
0: uh, oh yes, um, my own name is fine Like a famous cartoon sailor once said I am's what I am I think yeah, that was Popeye, that Popeye. was not it Was it Popeye? Yeah.
1: Are you going to do the um, Popeye voice then?
0: I am's what I am's I don't know, I can't remember <laughs> I was more of an Olive fan Oh are you? Yeah okay. Can You do an Olive voice I can't remember what she sounds like I can't either It's <laughs> been a long time since I've watched Popeye and Olive um it used to annoy me. Actually, we, one of our big koi, our biggest koi in the pond is called Olive. Um, All right. She's a big chagoi. She's about, I don't know, 85 centimetres long and really wide. Beautiful fish. And we recently got another uh, chagoi, this time a male, and I thought, oh, i going to have to call it Popeye. really want to call it Popeye because then I've got Popeye and Olive. But then yeah. I realized I couldn't really do that, because Popeye is the name of a fish disease, a koi disease. Oh, no. I can't what call Brutus. it that. Yeah. Huh? Brutus.: Who? That was the uh, baddie, wasn't it?: Oh, Brutus. I can't have a baddie in my pond. No. no. <laughs> uh, anyway, right, let's uh, move on to the next question for uh, this week, which is, what is the biggest hurdle you have that gets away in the art? In, of your art, sorry. So what is the biggest hurdle you have that gets? Oh, I can't say this today. Let me start again. What's the biggest hurdle you have that gets in the way of your art? So what's the biggest hurdle you have that gets away? Oh! <laughs> what's the
1: biggest hurdle you have that gets away? I can't do it either. What's the biggest hurdle that you
0: have that gets in the way of your art? Do you think we need to say it Again? No, I think that's it. <laughs> anyway, what is The biggest hurdle for me has currently been COVID. I certainly yeah. really, really um, hampered this podcast today. Of, of all the coughing fits and and stuff, I've had to mute. But um, I'll, I'll deal with that in the edits. But yeah, no. Um, other than that, the biggest hurdle... Um, uh, liking my husband. Being married to someone I like a lot. Oh, right. Because Did you want to spend time with him. Because when he's around... I'm like, oh, I, I want to spend some time with him as well. So, yeah, I've always said the best thing you could do if you want to be an artist is marry someone you don't like. Right? What about That's you?
1: Great, great advice
0: for <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is hard because I, I love being in the art studio so much. I really do. But if Paul's, a, I much prefer it when he's gone fishing or whatever he, he does. You know. It's a bit like you with Kevin and his golf. When he's playing golf, I'm sure you, you you're not it drives just drives me nuts with his golf. Oh, does he? Now I'm yeah. like, oh, that's great. If if Paul goes somewhere, I'm like, and now I just I can just concentrate on this, and I I don't feel like I'm missing out on time with him because I wouldn't be spending time with him anyway. You know,
1: my hurdle will just be my own head. Sometimes, yeah, my, I think that's going to you know, be
0: a lot of people. I think are going to say that. I think that's going to be the the top answer.
1: Yeah, and it's procrastination as well. It's even when I want to paint, sometimes, like, say, for example, when I was doing the competition one with the olive. Yeah. I will put it off and put it off because I'm scared because I don't quite know how to deal with the olive. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll just delay it. It's mm. ridiculous. But mm. anyway, as always, you can tweet us your answers at Kit Creatives or let us know in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, I would highly recommend you do. We'll put the question up in there, also on the Facebook page, and of course on our Instagram, which is Kick in
0: the Creatives. Yep, we hope we gave you the Kick in the Creatives you needed. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we'd be really grateful if you'd leave us a little review, that'd be amazing, even just a star rating if you don't have much time
1: yeah and also if you do go over to our website why not sign up for our newsletter we'll send you two newsletters a month one will just be some tips and some ideas for the challenges if you're doing them but also if you're not doing them you'll get some ideas some nice tutorial videos and then we'll also send you one which tells you what challenges we've got coming up for the next month and all the podcasts and
0: anything else you might have missed yeah, and they're not spammy at all. They're just a couple of times no. a week. And I really think you And they a couple of times a week. A couple of times a month. Gosh, yeah, a couple of times a month. Oh no, we wouldn't do that to you. A couple of times no. a month, that's all you get. But it's um, they are very in fact, you know what, Tara, I like our newsletters. I read do you? I read them and I look at the videos. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, that's because I write them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um yeah, and if you do enjoy what we do and you'd like to help us pay for what we do because it does cost us money to do this. Um, you can now support us by buying us a coffee, uh, which of course we don't really spend it on coffee. We spend it on things like um, hosting this podcast and things like that. Um, and you can find the link to the ko on our website. Um, we want to say thanks to our latest supporters and they are Katie Lennon. Uh, coffee for you both. Love listening to your podcast when I'm drawing. Love that, it's lovely to hear. Gervais Khan Davis, thank you so much, Gervais. Your your Channa, is it your Channa Coleman? Love your podcast, thank you so much. And as always, Joanna Brown, thank you so so much for your support as well. Um, you really do all help us to keep this podcast going, so thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you so
0: much. Mm. And also, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, in the next coffee I get, I might buy some quilted toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the next Kobe, the next I tell you what, I won't split the next kovi. Whoever gives the next kovi to us, Sandra and Bison Quilted.
0: Yeah, for my poor nose. And your bum. <laughs> yeah, my poor bottom. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, is like that to it school. there while,
1: while we talk about your bum. I think that about finishes it I, off, I think, yeah.
0: I, let's end it there. We'll end it yeah. on that note. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Oh, dear. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. I remember, I'm, I, you know, I've always said I was a late bloomer. Because I was like thirty-five or something, or thirty or thirty really when I started getting more interested, and then thirty-five when I started taking it really seriously. It's not really late though, is it? No, but but I felt I was. And now of course I'm fifty one. I'm like, it's too late to change my style now. I I can't say it's way too late. Do you know what? Let me send you something, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna text you something now.
1: Oh it's not a naked shot,
0: is it? No, not it's not a nature shot. I had to blow dry my body because I was too hot to put a towel on it. That, this that's is what that happened it. to my neck, right? <laughs> Look at my neck. I had to video it. I couldn't believe what, what I was seeing. Can you see it? Oh, video? It's a video. Bloody yeah, hell. But, right, press, press play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? That's, al- that's hilarious. I was so shocked. I thought... That is, that is, that was, I was devastated by that. I thought, oh my God, I really am old.